to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every song from Brian Wilson to Yoko Ono. And today we have our own group of famous people. We have Stefan, Aaron, and Jeff. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everyone, and what the hell is going on right now? Well, yeah, I... uh... (laughs) I was not expecting. <laughs> Are you trying to sound like a grizzled old gold miner, copper miner? I would be my own child. What? Wow. Okay. But then no one would understand me. Uh, well, be about normal, right? That that last part was actually a little bit more legible. Yeah. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Thanks, bud. I uh, I was not expecting. Tracy to be replaced with uh, a John Wayne impersonator. <laughs> I was going more Sam Elliott, but that's the lousiest John Wayne ever. <laughs> Sam Elliott? Whoa. All right. Tighten your shorts, Pilgrim, and talk like the dude. Sam. <laughs> I was way off from Sam Elliott. I know I was. We apologize to you, Sam. Sam, we're so sorry. Darkness swarged <laughs> over the dude. Yeah, we know Sam, you. Listen, come on Sam. the show come and redo that for us. <laughs> yes, yes. Come on, Sam. Yeah, come to the show. Oh, I'd love to hear him do a children's story. That'd be awesome. <laughs> this week we are not talking about Sam Elliott. We're not even talking about Jerome Bettis. We're not going to talk about Jerome Bruner, the famous psychologist. We are not even discussing the Nobel Prize-winning chemist Jerome K. Jerome. No, we are in fact going to be discussing the Bare Naked Lady song Jerome. When you walk in Jerome, you never walk alone. But Aaron, what album's it off? Uh, I thought we were supposed to listen to Jeremy by Pearl Jam, so I think that was off of 10. Right, well, he's right. That, he got it. That, that was off. <laughs> yes, yes, and that's a, uh, that's no. an amazing song. He never fails to amaze me, <laughs> uh, Jerome. Uh, so this is gonna this is a weird one because when I first started listening to it, um, I wasn't really paying attention too much, and I just was kind of letting it wash over me. That's what I usually do in my li- initial listen, and I was like, eh, maybe born on a pirate ship, but obviously that would be impossible since that was uh, Kevin wasn't <laughs> even in the band. <laughs> And this is obviously a Kevin song, and he's singing. Uh, so my, my next guess was uh, All in Good Time, since it kind of reminds me of that song and Another Heartbreak. And it seems to be a pretty heaven heavy, uh, a Kevin heavy album. Am, am I correct or incorrect in my All in Good Time? You are correct. Guess. You are uh, absolutely hey, correct. Hey, wow, Tracy made a little card and everything. I wish this was a No, that's the podcast. album. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, I got it. It's one of those cardboard dealies. Yes, it's a cardboard. That was what they did with, for this album. Was the cardboard? Okay. The I thought you made a little. Thought you were gonna do like a eh, eh, or you know, you know. <laughs> no. It was definitely off. All in good more time. Interactive. Okay, cool. Good call, cool. man. Good job, so, Aaron. So yeah, for this album, Kevin brought three new songs to the table, and uh, he said that he brought just sketches of them and trusted that the band and and Michael Philip Voyevoda would put together and add to those. And they're all playing, I think, what is normal for them for for instruments. Although, Aaron, did you hear? Well, first of all, there's horn on this, I guess. Yes, I love. That's one of my favorite parts of the song. But did you hear any banjo? <clears throat> uh, yeah. I, well, I heard uh, maybe not a lap steel, but some kind of some kind of slide guitar, definitely. Uh, okay. I didn't make note of banjo, but it, it probably could have been in there. Well, the reason I ask is because in the video, which is going to be our appearance for this mm. week at the end, it shows the making of Jerome where. Kevin brought the brought the thing in and was playing it and and fixing it with Ed, and he is very specifically playing a banjo. But I couldn't huh. hear it in the final recording. It was almost like like they left it out. So was Jerome going on a canoe trip? <laughs> we'll get to the lyrics. 
Not that kind of banjo. Now, it's so unfortunate that when you when you hear the word banjo, about half the population immediately thinks Deliverance. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful instrument. Uh, you sure do have a bird mouth. I'm a big fan of New Orleans jazz, and banjo factors into that a lot. It's really Thank nice. you. You tell me that often. There was yeah, also what? a scratchy thing that... I don't know what it's called. Washboard? Washboard. I don't know what it's called, but it's it's a scratchy thing, and it kind of sounded cool. Scratchy thing. Scratchy thing. Yeah. I like that. That's the new name for it. Wicked, wicked. Yeah. I get this wrong all the time, but in the second chorus, is it a Hammond organ that he's playing, or no? <laughs> that sounds a oh, bit personal. Man. I would have this to This is a G-rated podcast. <laughs> I don't... I, Hammond organs are legal in most states of the, the country. I think. You just said hand and organ. I, well, <laughs> he's not playing his organ in the song. No, uh, no well, he, he might be playing his organ. I mean, it, it could well have been a Hammond organ. It sounds very Hammond esque. Uh, Was it an I can organ? I take a listen real organ? quick. A what? An organ, Oregon? It's from Oregon. From Oregon? Yes. Like in- <laughs> I will tell you in looking through the notes, they didn't specifically list out the. The instruments per song, but there is no Hammond organ listed for Kevin on the entire album. It probably says keyboards, doesn't it? Of course they didn't list it. They don't want people duplicating their music. Why would they put in the list of their instruments? That's just ridiculous. That's like their seven herbs and spices. That's like their secret sauce. I know. It's a proprietary blend of music. I don't think that is a Hammond organ. I think I, if I'm listening to what you're referring to. Okay. It sounds uh, like a clavinet or something. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> well, well, since we have you talking about the music. <laughs> I can count the number of times I've listened to a song and said, now is that a clavinet or a Hammond organ? <laughs> Uh, Hammond usually sounds uh, it sounds more like it's Bob Dylan sound. If you think about Bob Dylan organ, right. that's okay. a classic Hammond. Oh, right. I, use it. I thought I had a harmonica, like Elvin <laughs> and Chipmunks. I think of usually like funk, like Earth, Wind, and Fire and, and stuff like that. Well, they oh. funk. a lot of funk bands use clavinets, and a lot of funk bands use um, Rhodes electric pianos, which are really nice, too. That. The uh, uh, Hammond organs, I think, may not have... Not Earth, Wind, and Fire, sorry. Um, Tower of Power. Sorry. Tower of Power? I love yeah. me some Tower of Power. That mm. was off. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm actually kind of disappointed that the phrase Tower of Power went by and Stefan didn't say a single thing. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything immediately. <laughs> what? Seriously? <laughs> no. Well, tower you know, power. I have a little bit of Irish in me, so I don't have a Tower of Power. No, I couldn't think of anything. And Tracy, you and I were on the swim team together. I know it's not there. Don't, don't go there. Don't. Uh, so you're so saying I, Tracy also had a little Irish in him? I know. He's a little Irish. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. That was a night to remember. I wish. So, Aaron, how about yes. you give us the musical breakdown? All right, let's break it down. Break it down. <laughs> so Jerome uh, was recorded at 62 beats per minute, and I have reason to believe this one had an electronic drum loop under it. It doesn't seem to waver at all, and the percussion is pretty static. And it does have that breakdown where everything <laughs> stops, but even then it comes back exactly in time with a constant 62 beats per minute metronome. Um, it's very slow and plodding, which is appropriate given the subject material, really. Um, it's written in the key of C major, however, it could be argued that what I will refer to as the verse section is actually an F Lydian, as the tonal center seems to shift to F, and uh, the feeling of the pace changes slightly. Um, on first listen, before I started writing down chords and everything, I thought maybe it shifted from C major to A minor, as A is the relative minor to C, but I think F Lydian is more probable. Uh, although I could just be staying in C major the whole time. But uh, its structure is slightly atypical. It's kind of a folksy structure. Um, Rather than chorus and verse, I'm going to refer to them as refrain and verse. It begins with the refrain, which is in C major. The verse, take the bloody basin road or bar brawlers and drifters, uh, seems to be an F Lydian, as I mentioned. 
this refrain verse refrain verse structure is more typical of folk songs which uh, again seems thematically appropriate so you have the refrain your a section which is c f c pardon me c f c f a minor g d minor g c your verse section your b section which is f g a minor f g c g bouncing back to the c for the refrain so again, your C, C, F, C, F, A minor, G, D minor, G, C. Now, then there's like a guitar solo for the bridge, which is slightly different. You have A minor to F, E minor to A minor to F to E minor. Then uh, you've got your verse, your second verse, which is slightly differently because of the way it ends. So you've got, you've still got F to G, A minor, F, G, C, G. Then it goes F, G, F minor. So there's some kind of a uh, uh, gravitational shift in the in the key, uh, A minor, and then F sharp minor. So it's kind of climbing up a little bit, and there's some weird tension as it kind of escalates. Um, and then it kind of just all breaks down for a second, and then it picks back up in the refrain. And this is my favorite part of the song. There's some really nice horns here and some really nice choral <laughs> vocals. Uh, back to C, F, C, F, A minor, G, G, D minor, G, C. And then the outro is really just a tagged ending chords from the A section. F, A minor, F, C. Back uh, ad nauseum. <clears throat> uh, so it's interesting you say that because I was just looking up through the spreadsheet. And yeah. on the ones that you've given us the breakdown for so far, I would say 80% of the songs that Kevin writes is in C major or F Lydian. Yeah, um, I I love writing in... I don't really write in C major much because I hate major keys. Uh, but I love A minor uh, because it's really easy to play on the keyboard. It's all white keys, right? Just like C major. So um, <laughs> I think uh, pianists or uh, keyboard players uh, are, are fond of those kind of keys because it's really easy to know where you are. They're, they're good for beginners, but even seasoned players really like them because it's... It's very, very, uh, it's very, very easy to just kind of go all over the place, and soloing is really easy and stuff like that. So that doesn't surprise me as a as a a, a tickler of the ivories uh, that he might be uh, gravitating towards those kind of keys. I like those ticklers, Aaron. Yeah, well, I heard that about you. <laughs> <laughs> the Irish man likes French ticklers. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um. Interestingly enough, on the end, on the outro, it almost implies that we're in the key of A minor, which I mentioned earlier. So I feel like Kevin is being a little clever here and implying several different possible keys. Uh, it could be that he just really likes playing uh, in all white key scales, <laughs> and he's not really <laughs> thinking that much about it. But I, I don't know. I kind of feel like the the fact that the center kind of shifts several times keeps it feeling a little like uh, ungrounded. One might say floaty ethereal like a ghost floating around a ghost town um so maybe that was intentional maybe it was programmatic uh, but you basically got a b a b c b a very simple and it's kind of a folk tune uh, structure so I here's like a, it oh go ahead here's a, here's a hypothesis maybe he's like this sounds good and i'm just gonna play it that's very probable right it's <laughs> very possible I don't, and then, you know, honestly, when I write music, it's not like I sit down and, and think, oh, I got to do this and that. You know, usually that is how it works. I mean, I wouldn't presume to get into anyone's head. I'd be like, uh, and assume. I need a key tickler in order to start this song. A key tickler. <laughs> but yeah. Aaron, are those hand claps that we're hearing in the in the beats? Oh, uh, let me check. Or is it just double up on the drums or something? They're not claps, but. It sounds like uh, a snare drum with the snares loosened a whole lot. Oh. So you get a more of a, a rumbly sound. Ooh, not wood blocks then. <laughs> I don't think so, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other thing that went into my mind, too, was hand claps or wood blocks. So. It's a very tom-heavy tom beat, you know, it's, um, rather than using cymbals a lot. It's kind of just, it's kind of almost got this, like, um, kind of primal, uh, kind of like. Ethereal. War, war drum feel to it. Ethereal, sure. Well, even a reference to, like, the explosions, the underground explosions, because that's going to mm. become a point later, but, you know, it's a yeah, mining the, town. the sliding jail. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it just had a very very country-western type feel to it. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah so, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, like, I like the echoes that the guys are doing yeah, behind with the him. With the vocals. With the vocals, and it sounds very ghost-like. Ghost-like, ghost-like, ghost-like. And copper mine. 
The ooze, uh, the ooze of your meant to sound like that whole ghost ethereal thing, and then I, I really love the um, the echoes that happen after uh, the words mountain and miners and lingus mountain. I think are really cool. Those little staggered echoes are are really neat. Well, and the moaning too. So in in the in the second and third chorus, when he's talking about the ghost dancing, mm. there's mo there's that light moaning that the rest of the band is doing in harmony right. behind him, yeah. which just gives it once again that nice ethereal sound. Yeah, there's a lot of vocal painting going on in this one, which is cool. Cause the ghost dance all around you. That was a really great sound to it. Mm-hmm. And the use of the instruments blended together is just awesome. I like how yeah, like, they've really utilized it and combined everything really well. Yeah, that last <laughs> verse when the horns kick in is just so, there's something so majestic about it, you know? It's like really cool. Yeah. Hey, Stefan, I think all our listeners want to know what you're eating tonight. <laughs> Poutine? I had a hankering for ice cream. <laughs> oh, ice cream. <laughs> Peanut All butter. Right. <laughs> All right, so now we know. What, wait, Did what you get that from the big, cut, big rock candy mound? <laughs> yes. I also enjoy the owls that he puts into the background here with the, the sound effects. Ow. Not Stefan, Kevin, ah. in the song. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't listen that yeah, deep. It, <laughs> it very much uh, paints a picture, this song. Yeah. Well, and I think I think it paints the type of picture that Kevin's going for. Yeah. Um, we'll discuss later or not whether or not it works for each of us, but I, I think that he's effective with what he's trying to kind of get across in a lot of ways. The only thing that I felt didn't work is there a trouble with Tracy here? Uh oh. Yeah, I mean we can get get ahead to the trouble with Tracy. Sure. Yeah. What's the trouble with Tracy? He's got problems with this song. What's the Trouble with Tracy. I love Kevin's voice, especially in a song like this. The problem is, though, he's just sing- the the ahs that he's singing are just spoken notes. He's not really holding the notes. He's not really. It, it doesn't feel like he's really singing those ahs at like during the chorus. I just, I don't like it. It just doesn't feel right in this song where he's going, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Like, <laughs> like, like at the end on the last part where it keeps repeating. Yeah. Right. That's but he does it yeah. throughout the song. Like whenever he says, ah, he just doesn't hold the note. He doesn't do anything with it. And then we know that Kevin can. He can make songs sound beautiful. And so it's kind of odd that he's not doing that with this song. And I, I, that, I just didn't like that. Through the whole song, I was trying to picture what it would sound like if Steven was singing it. I think it would have been really interesting. You heard that, Steven. Gauntlet's been thrown. We want to hear you do a cover. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> I think Steven would do it completely differently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Although it is cool um, to see, uh, I saw a live version of this song with Kevin, and first of all, the the opening is hysterical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where he hits the wrong key? He hits the wrong key, and then he curses out the guy that comes in the stagehand and oh, um, oh. gets into that banter with Ed. And it was it was it was really <laughs> funny. It was a great setup, and it was it was a good version of the song. I wish you know, like Actually, any live versions, the quality was better, but it was fun to see that. It was really cool to see uh, Kevin doing that because. Talking about the song generally, I, I like it. It's one that kind of grew on me. I, it wasn't really clicking with me early on. Like I said, it's sort of plodding. It's not too exciting. Uh, it doesn't come out of the gate on full blast like alcohol. It doesn't build to a climax the way that Brian Wilson does. But it's not trying to be those things. It's a pleasant yeah. tune. And I could picture myself playing Red Dead Redemption 2 while the song is playing. And I think it would be a pretty good fit, you know? Um, oh yeah, I like the slide guitar solo. I like the vocal work. I really like the F sharp minor breakdown at the end of the second verse, and I love the majestic horns and the choral vocals coming in on the last reframe. Um, mm. Those last few elements in particular really elevate the song for me. It probably would have been not low, but in the average range for me to maybe slightly above. And this it's elevated at quite a few uh, decimal points for me. I agree with Aaron. I really like the instrumental, and that, to me, seemed like 
it is what made the song. So yeah. uh, you, you could have somebody just making noises in the background, like most of them were doing anyway. <laughs> and uh, and the song would be great. Most important things about a Kevin song is it's it's basically just kind of painting a, a wordscape, and the words don't necessarily paint it so much as the music, especially with Kevin. And I think that that's what this song does. Like he does use the words a lot more than a lot of his songs to kind of bring meaning to the song. But this really does, as you mentioned, it. It's almost like Billy Joel's thoughts that like you can paint, you can do the whole song instrumental and the words aren't that important. It, I think it's very much along that line with you could do that with this song and you would still get the same idea of what he's going for. Yeah. Well, I'll we slip over to what it, what the song's about then. I think it's about Jerome. It, it's about Jerome. It is. Like as with this is not a very mysterious um, uh, song about what what is this song about like it. It pretty much tells you. It's a it's a descriptive song. I think would be the best way to say it. Um, it it doesn't tell a story. It just more describes the town of Jerome in Arizona. It's like a musical haiku, sort of. Yeah. So it is about a real town, though. I, I yes. almost think he he went there. He I, he must have, or just for some reason, felt really interested in it and researched it because there's a few very specific uh, references. I've never been to Jerome, but I have family in Arizona, and I've been in the area. I visited Sedona and Prescott. Um, I didn't know about the sliding jailhouse, so when I heard the lyrics, they kept the jailhouse filled till it fell down the hill, I figured it was a reference to an actual event and Googled it, and that is now a thing I know about. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about it? Well, they had this uh, jail. It was pretty small. I think at its at its height, like just around the the Second World War, there were like fifteen thousand people there or something like that. Now there's only like four hundred. But even at its highest, they didn't have a very in the large... town, not the jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was crammed. Oh my god. Uh, no, um, but yeah, they they had this tiny little jail, and um, there were some explosions underground for mining. Uh, it was a mining town, of course, and. Uh, it, it loosened several buildings, but the jail was right on the side of a mountain. So it started to slide down. And it, I think it moved, I think, about something like 300 feet or, or more from its initial location. And then it was going to move more, and they finally braced it with uh, <laughs> with some additional uh, construction. So you can go and see it now, and you can see it's basically like completely open to the elements. But uh, it's just kind of preserved as a landmark and an interesting kind of... Uh, uh, exclamation mark on, on the town's history. Um, I, I kind of like to check it out. It looks kind of cool. You can, if you Google Jerome sliding jail, you'll you'll be able to see pretty quickly. Um, there's like a well, apparently the saga of the sliding jail isn't over though. Um, because oh, I it guess continuing to slide. The, well, no, I mean, I mean that's always a possibility, but I guess the, <laughs> I guess the town bought it because it was like part of their heritage, but. They didn't keep it up. They don't have the money that it's like a twenty to thirty thousand dollars they would need to to you know refurbish it and, and make yeah. it you know um, you know inhabitable or at least visitable. Um, and the town can't afford that, so I guess like the the local uh, chamber of commerce or whatever wants to come in and buy it back and refix it up again. But the town's like no, so um, they're they're still kind of working out that detail. But yeah, apparently that's a little landmark has become. Uh, quite the contested area of so to, sweet to little a, Jerome. To make a Back to the Future reference, that is the Save the Clock Tower. <laughs> it is the Save the Clock yeah. Jerome, Arizona. <laughs> I was looking through comments, and then, and, and, uh, you know, kids, like you were talking about Sedona and Prescott, uh, um, kids apparently that go to school there, they actually take field trips to Jerome, which, oh, wow. I don't know, I mean, at first I thought it would be boring, but the more I read about Jerome... Uh, the town is really interesting. Like it, it was actually uh, apparently known as um, the wickedest town in America yeah, for a while. A lot of like gunfights and gambling, and it basically was Deadwood, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and right up to Which... the First World War, it was still going yeah. on. Like it was a crazy town. Um, so a lot of the stuff he mentions was accurate. Uh, <clears throat> Which. I was going to say, which he mentions in the yeah. song, that they yeah. kept it filled till it went down the hill. Like. <laughs> no, one thing I did think about the song. So you mentioned uh, earlier, and you can put you can cut this in, but, you know, uh, that it wasn't all I had to say about a Kevin song. Um, you know, first of all, one thing I really love about the song is how Kevin sounds on this song. And, and the first time you listen to this song, it sounds like this is a song where Kevin wrote it and he feels something about it. This He 
Mm-hmm. It's a big song for him. Um, and when you watch the live video, it shows that too. Oh, he's um, dancing in the live video, which is odd he is, like, the sound of this song. I'm like, that's not matching up, right. but you really love this song. Yeah, But he's clearly proud of this one. I will say, when I heard the song first started, the first time I ever heard it, I'm like, so he's basically just reading from the souvenir shop brochure at this point. And because um, he's just counting off the things. But the more you read about like Jerome, you know, it's an interesting story. And it's because it became like a, a kind of a notorious ghost town for a while. Um, but it's been recently, I guess, converted back in the 2000s. It's become like a hippie little trendy spot. Uh, art, with, an art town. Yeah, like an art town. Coffee shops, music. It sounds like a cool place to go to. Plus, you can see a jail 200 feet down a hill. Mm-hmm. All of that sounds awesome to me. <laughs> Speaking of which, I love that part of the song when he says that just afterwards, what he does with the music almost gives this soundscape of something going down a hill. That kind of descending thing that they do vocally and and musically, yeah. Till it fell down the hill. Well, I I suppose it's better than No House with somebody in it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sliding out house. That'd be awkward. I don't think they want to preserve that. <laughs> that sounds shitty. Uh, what I found, you know, if I might share, we've we've listened to a lot of Kevin's songs on this podcast, and every single time that we have critiqued or spoken about one of Kevin's songs, it always comes up that it sounds like he's always given his heart and his soul into the song. And they really mm-hmm. loves it. And this is no different. And I think that's the trend with everything that Kevin writes and sings. As he he gives 110% for whatever mm-hmm. it is. And that's, uh, yeah, that's yeah. admirable. Yeah, I think he's also, um, he's very sincere. There's not mm-hmm. a trace yeah. of artifice about artifice? this. Or, yeah, or artificiality? Uh, or, yeah, there, there's gotcha. nothing. There's nothing. Uh, he's not being obscure or or uh, cynical or uh, you know ironic. There's just this kind of pure painting of uh, of this uh, emotion you get witnessing this ghost town. So yeah, I like I like that it's kind of straightforward. I like straightforward. Well, it's <laughs> right, Jeff. It's cool. They have like go- they actually have paranormal tours in this ghost town and in the mine. Like you can still go down in the mm-hmm. mine. They didn't they didn't close the mine because it collapsed. They closed it because it was no longer bringing usable. Yeah, it was done. Yeah. So it's really interesting. You can still go down there and do ghost tours down in the mine. Um, and as Kevin kind of alludes to, um, there is a bordello in town, uh, but it's a hamburger. Let's joint. go. Um, <laughs> The Bergdello? <laughs> no, it's not the Bordello, but it's just a burger truck. Can you get Portobello mushrooms at the Bordello? Oh, 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 oh. I it, is it called the Seeded Buns? If not, buns? then that was a miss-up. <laughs> the Seeded Buns. That's fun. Oh, Stefan, you are such a fun guy. <laughs> oh, oh, especially after that Portobello joke. Okay, so... <laughs> something, 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 shiitake. <laughs> How'd you know what that's what I had to go and do? Because <laughs> it's always coming out the other end. I tell. I'm, I'm more and more lactose intolerant as I, as I age here. <laughs> that's not the end I was talking about, but okay. Oh, I see. My, my mistake. <laughs> if you look up some of the things that he references in the song, at least from what I could find on Google Earth, his names for them aren't totally accurate. For example, Blackwater Canyon. I could not find a Blackwater Canyon in Arizona, even across, even around this area. Uh, there is one in West Virginia, but there's a Black Canyon and a Water Canyon very close together in just outside of Jerome. So I almost wonder if the locals kind of just blend that together. And it almost, once again, makes me feel like, yeah, like this is, he did a tour there. That would make sense. And the fact that they're so close, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't kind of imply he's either been there or he knows the place pretty well. Or maybe he forgot punctuation. Maybe there's supposed to be like an and sign there. Black and or. He was traveling a country road (laughs) from West Virginia. (laughs) 
Oh, up the Mingus Mountain, Mama. Well, the interesting thing is, that, so the Mingus Mountain is a real thing, and it I, is. I at first, being a jazz snob and knowing that Kevin was kind of a jazz snob, thought he was making uh, an allusion to Charles Mingus, but no, that's straight up geological fact. Yep, just geographical outside of fact. Town. <laughs> Both, mm-hmm. I guess. But yeah, he would have like it's not in town. Like if you were going to go on Google Earth and try to find interesting things about this town. You wouldn't look to it's, find it's Mingus Mountain because yeah. it's small and it's outside of the town jurisdiction. So I, I almost feel like, like I said before, he did. He must have, like, when they were on tour, gone and seen the city while you know one time while I was there. So uh, when I'm reading these lyrics, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is um, there's a song where uh, like Elvis comes into a room and like um, um, like New Orleans. Jailhouse Rock. You think in Walking in Memphis? Yeah, Walking in Memphis. Um, that, that's a song that kind of immediately kind of comes to my mind, like a ghost walking into uh, a place and, you know, being there. And um, You know, I can see that. There's a very Mark Cohn feel to this song, actually. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, a superb song, Walking in Memphis. is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. So apparently I have been to Jerome, or at least to the outskirts of it. How can you I, forget Jerome? Well, like here's the here's the deal. I did not see the sliding jail. I did not. Oh, I did not really go on the. Town you proper, never I saw, been I, there. I, 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 you uh, haven't seen the sliding have. jail. I have not seen. Well, okay, so that, yeah, that's debatable of whether it counts or not. You but yeah, cross I, I have this seen big the hole in the ground called the Grand Great Great Canyon or something, and Jerome's on the other side on the bottom. You have to go around this corner. Towards mucus, mucus mountain, I think it is. Rather <laughs> than what you called it earlier. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I saw I saw the mountain upon which it sat, uh, and I saw uh, Caduceus Cellars, which is Maynard James Keeman of Tool. He has a winery hmm. in Jerome, and yeah, he's he from there. He went inside and visited. So I, I did go to at least the outskirts of Jerome. <laughs> but I wish I had known about the sliding jail at the time. I would have insisted that my brother show me. Next time I visit, I'll have to ask him. <laughs> Aaron stopped at the Tool Guys winery, and that's where he stayed. <laughs> well, to be fair, that was the best part of the trip. No more exploring well. <laughs> is necessary. <laughs> best, best part of Arizona is the winery. You've heard it from Aaron. <laughs> I'd love to go to Havasupai. That'd be great. Aaron, I have a question for you. Okay. What... I could be like just totally hearing things, and if so, then I'm gonna just just edit me out. What was the beat of this song? What was it written in? Brick a brick a what? Like the time signature? Yeah, it's just four four. It is. Because whatever me... he's laying down for a beat is it almost sounds waltzish. Yeah. Yeah, it's just four four. Just um, four four. It, it's the beat is like. But it's just one, two, three, four. Okay, so he's just doing something yeah. interesting with the drums during yeah, that. The, the four, rhythms four. are cool, and they're 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 a little atypical for you know like it's not straight up rock. Like I said, he's not like really riding on the ride or the hi hat. It's not a typical. The drums are a little, um, little kind of. It's more of like a you know a lot of uh, a lot of toms and uh, it, it gives you that. Uh, it kind of almost sounds like you know boulders rolling down a mountain. Yeah. Well, it's that dun, 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 dun. Like, I, I, I thought that was really an interesting bum, bum, rhythm that he's putting bum, there. I mean, bum, 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 the time signature isn't different, but the rhythm that he's putting down on top of the time signature, it's, I think, is It's atypical. Is yeah. Yeah. Certainly is not like, straightforward, you know, 8-beat Yeah. BNL has some really fast songs. We we've done songs, I believe, that are up in the two hundreds for beats per minute. So to have a song that's like what sixty two, yeah. it's a little different. This whole song is just something a little different, and there's something refreshing about that. And and I'm looking, and Kevin tends to write them slower than a lot of the other people. I mean, there's a couple of songs where he's up to like one sixty, but that's like on snack time. But for the most part, the Kevin songs are slower. Than the other songs, like seventy-one for Hidden Sun, 
Uh, yeah, it's going to take me a while to go through all these again. But yeah, I was just noticing that when I was going up and looking at the the uh, the keys. It's it could be one of the reasons why I had mentioned that comment about him putting his heart into everything. It could be because of the the pace of the songs, because uh, they're not rushed. They're quality. You know, there there's a lot to it. It's loaded. <clears throat> Well, and going off something Stefan and Aaron said, I read a quote from uh, Kevin where he said he didn't set out to write B and L songs. He wanted right. to write he wanted to write songs that he wanted to write that felt you know right for him. He wasn't trying to he wasn't thinking is this going to be a B and L song? Is it going to be a Page or Robertson song? Um, and I mean, that that's, it's starting to really kind of the trend is showing that that's just the style of music that he kind of settles in. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to his solo albums, they're not that significantly different other than you can hear the differences of his band's influence versus B&L's influences when they add things to it. Right. Yeah. And, and a perfect example of that is Born Human, which you guys will come back to later, but um, but where B&L did a version and then he had Thin Buckle also do a version and they sound significantly different. Yes, they do. Um, but it's, it's the big, you can tell it's the band influencing the song, but he brought the skeleton to them. Right. Yeah. This song is just great to listen to. I really enjoy listening to it. There's a lot of elements that, um, you, I, I have no idea what the instruments are. <laughs> That's Heron's specialty. You know, I, I have wood blocks and like some scratchy thingy, but, um, it all sounds good. And I yeah. enjoy listening to it. It's smooth. It's um, uh, it blends together. It's not chaotic. I I'm not a fan of chaotic stuff. Uh, so something that has um, that's easy on the ears, that um, makes sense to me, like rhythmically and patternly. Patternly is that? I don't know if that's a real word, but um, it is now. It is now. Yeah. So you know, there has to be a regularity to it. Um, call me autistic. Call me just weirdo. But um, I, I think that's what I enjoy, and that's why I like from this song. Um, the lyrics I could have toned them out, and I didn't understand half of them anyway. But um, uh, but I really liked. Uh, liked how it all blended together. It was nice. It wasn't rushed. Um, it wasn't um, uh, It wasn't like they were trying to cram in every improv um, creative juice that crossed their mind into the song and went all over the place. Um, it was nice. I, I'm, there are, there's like one or two Kevin songs that I've heard that I'm like, was really questioning um, <laughs> everything about. But this one I really like, and I seem to really gravitate towards his music, um, mm -hmm. whether it's uh, whether it's BNL style or not, doesn't really matter. But how the band comes together to provide elements within the song that give it its richness and depth, like humming in the background or uh, the horns at, at one point, you know, all kinds of different. Um, add-ons to this this song that really make it um make it a gem it's really relaxing it's uh in the immortal words of ted theodore logan and bill s preston esquire of wild stallions <laughs> most tranquil most. <laughs> most by the way that horn was done by jeff nelson great job I, I jeff give that throw out there jeff you played better than i could <laughs> Much better than I could, that's for sure. I, 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 I don't play horns. Speaking of Jeff, why don't we throw it over yeah, to our Jeff, Jeff? And what what are we well, uh, actually, rating yeah, this song? Shout out one more thing about the lyrics that I liked, and um, <laughs> Kevin's lyrics are not, you know, Paige Robertson lyrics. Um, you know, there's there's definitely a difference there, and and he's much more of a very concrete singer. He's he's more atmospheric. We mentioned Mark Cohn. Um, I can see that he's a storyteller kind of guy. Um, not even a whole lot of rhyme scheme going on in this. I mean, there's a few uh, pieces here or there where he'll do a rhyme scheme. Uh, you know, the fighters and miners and that kind of thing. But um, you know, he's 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 just laying out the territory for you. Basically, the second part of the first verse, or I guess would would be the first verse. Um, I think Aaron, you know, 
nailed this on the the, the structure. Um, you know, take the Bloody Basin Road through Blackwater Canyon up a Twisted Mountain to Mingus Mountain, Twisted Road to Mingus Mountain. I mean, there's not even any lyrical painting there. He's basically just telling you how to get there. He he just GPS you <laughs> to Jerome. It's the Google Maps. But yes, song. put it in lyrics. Um, <laughs> One thing I did think was was unique about this was, um, you know, of course he plays off the whole where the ghost dance with you in a ghost town um, because Rome, you know, was a ghost town or for a long time. It was actually, I think, one, at one point called the biggest ghost town in America. Um, so, you know, that whole uh, um, that whole uh, the sim- symmetry there, the whole uh, uh, symbolism that he posts there, uh, the idea, I think is really good. Um, one thing I thought was I didn't read the story of the Jerome Jail before i listen to the song and maybe i like dark things too aaron and aaron always talks about this we like the songs a little dark but when he mentions all of the people that are in the prison and ends it with they filled it up and it slid down the jail when i heard that line i'm like did they die <laughs> like is that what happened like that's why there's ghosts in this town like there was this major disaster the ghosts are dancing all around they're free from the jail that maybe that's why it's a ghost town yeah, you know, like a, like a like a like a Pompeii, no, but like you know, like a uh, you know, like you know, we've have stories of major disasters in areas like the Tri- Triangle Fire Company or or um you know Pompeii and this and that, you know that Centralia. Um, and I yeah. thought that just maybe one of those local stories where a whole bunch of people were killed, unfortunately, in this uh, thing, and that's apparently not what happened. I, I read, so I since read about that. Every story I've read about the jail sounds like. The jail slid 300 feet, and the prisoners woke up and said, "Ooh, that was a bad day." But um, <clears throat> but when I, I, but in the song, I do like the context that it makes it sound like there was a tragedy in this town. That was the 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 climax of the story song, and that's why the ghosts are dancing and everything. Uh, regardless of how you hear it, if you hear it like that, or you hear it as just a cool song about a, uh, um, you know, a town, um. I, I just I, I love this one. I think the simplicity of this one um, is really cool. And and like I said, I always because of how much I love Kevin and I love him as a musician. And you know, I always wait for that one good Kevin song. We always we talk about the the Kevin songs, and we you know we don't always rank them as high. But um, I keep saying one of these days I want a Kevin song to be like yes, that is cool. And for me, this one is that. This is that song. So what are you giving it then? Because, I mean, you just pretty much just gave your ranking. I mean, I really did. Yeah. So um, we're going to rank this on uh, Burger Bordellos. Burger Bordellos. Nice. I would go to one. (laughs) I would absolutely go to one. When do you do want more to your burger than just eat it? So so how many Bordello burgers are you? I would walk in and said I was told I could have it my way. Um, Oh. Damn, son! <laughs> I'm back, baby. That's the difference between having your burger your way and having your way with your burger. <laughs> oh. Some awesome. some fetish videos should not be searched, Darren. And <laughs> I am encouraging our listeners to not go out and search that. <laughs> do not search, search burger fetish videos. Oh. That mustard's got to burn, you know? Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I Go, Jeff, I can't recover. <laughs> but I do, I do like this song. I don't know if I'd put it quite into the fours, per se, but it's a good song, and it's a good Kevin song, and that's what I want, and I'm going to give it a 3.9 Burger Bordellos. <laughs> that was good. Tracy's still recovering. Yeah, oh yeah. Aaron, let's go to let's go to Aaron. What did you think? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I also liked it quite a lot. Like I said, I think when I first heard it, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be a you know kind of slow, plodding country influence song. Eh, it'll be okay." And then you know, as it progressed, they start adding adding more layers to the the different instruments and the vocals. And then by the time you get to that final reframe. When the horns come in and everything, you're like, wow, that's just really pretty. That's really nice. And having, you know, when I listen to it over and over and over again to analyze the chords and everything, I, I really started to gain uh, even more appreciation for it. So I think, you know, at first I was thinking like a high two, low three, and then I'm like, well, maybe it's like a mid three. But, you know, just discussing it with you guys, I think I've gained even more appreciation for it. So I, I think I'm going to give 
Jerome 3.8 burger bordellos out of five. And I think it's a well well a deserved burger bordello. bordello. It's it's a well done <laughs> and a well done. <laughs> That's awesome. And it can't be an impossible Who's one because next, I really Jeff? want my meat. Thanks, Speaking of meat, let's go to Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying now. <laughs> it's so true. I'm just meat. But in the world of meat, Stefan, to me, you're rare. Oh, oh, oh that's yeah. a good one. Oh my gosh, we are on fire today. Oh, all right. You might say in rare form. You, you might. You might. Oh, this is. This is great. All right, so let's pounderize oh. this sucker and get moving. Um, <laughs> raising the stakes over here. Oh. Uh. Hot dog. Get oh going. my god, he had another one. Uh. Jeez, this, this kid's on the roll. Well, well. <laughs> on a bun. <laughs> and I keep setting him up. <laughs> he keeps knocking him down. I can't. Awesome. I just. I can't catch up. Well, that's true. <laughs> you never usually do. So that's why we usually do the talking. But so anyways, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I can't stop, I, Stefan, because I can't stop, stop thinking about your tenderloins. I really just need to get it over to you. So let's. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe I'll send you a pic later right. on. <laughs> <laughs> I really am relishing to hear what, what Stefan has to say. We're going to have to put up an NSFW tag for this one, but on the plus side, I've laughed more than I have in a long time, so thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. You know, Tracy just threw in a whole relish joke, and we completely we overlooked that. That's, okay. That's okay. Ah. So Tracy can't get a word in edgewise. He's in a real pickle. <laughs> All right, let us move on. <laughs> I don't know if we can. We should just end the show right here. <laughs> to what happens when you keep trying to host a show so fried? I mean, we all disagree about our about our ratings, but that's a that's tomato tomato. Come on. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I really like the song. I like the music that's incorporated in it. Um, I like the beat of it. It's simple. Um, I can't help but think. Uh, about Stephen Page just throwing in the lyrics in this and just kind of putting kind of like um, just uh, his, his uh, diaphragmatic singing into it and um, the depth and stuff, the passion. I, I think it would he would really add um, a lot to it. And um, uh, I think he has a higher voice than Kevin. I I might be mistaken. No, but no, you're, you're right. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Ste- Kevin's I, I think, more reedy. I think it would blend beautifully mm. with this song, and I think Stephen would be able to tone it down a bit, uh, well, kind of slow it down a bit, not be like typical Stephen, but also be able to really kind of, you know, put some. Uh, some depth behind it. And I think that would make it a, uh, probably a, a 4.0 or higher song. Um, but I agree with Jeff and Aaron. I mean, they're right in that ballpark where I was going to rate it. So, um, I'm, I'm going to, f- um, Jeff was what? 3.9 yeah. and Aaron was 3.89, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Aaron doesn't do so, double decimals. I mean, I, I know. I mean, why not, why not do, continue with sometimes. the decimal? points there Aaron. But, I, get, I get fairly <laughs> I, I need a dictionary to be on this podcast with <laughs> says the person who just said <laughs> diaphragmatic you just said diaphragmatic yeah. <laughs> I, I said, uh, Siri please I'm translate sorry. Aaron I, I need to work on my nomenclature translating nerd to English <laughs> Aaron just said that song was cool <laughs> Yeah, like translation. Take like me breaking it down for ten minutes and like it's pretty lit, yo. (laughs) It's pretty lit, yo. That's pretty awesome. We should have like an Aaron translator. I'm gonna see if we can actually do that. Can I feed that into Siri in the future? (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, I I, 3.9 is perfect for me. Um. For Bordello Burgers. 
Why is Aaron sending us stuff there's about no, bordellos? I know, and what, there's absolutely no reaction to my is rating he, whatsoever, he, so I don't even know if you guys heard it. Oh, I heard it. 3.9, I just put it in. 3.9, 3, 3. and I'm glad that you are in agreement. Is that avocado on there? <laughs> no that one looks delicious! <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm just like, I'm too... I'm too st- Far down this bordello burger rabbit hole now. Okay. I'm just now staring else. at Aaron's bordello picture, and it looks delicious. <laughs> the things what you can, can get at this bordello? I don't want to pull this up, I don't think. I didn't get one. <laughs> Ask if you can get a pickle with it. Oh, it's just... There's a lot of sauce there, though. <laughs> yeah. You gotta throw that sauce between those buns. <laughs> That's where it belongs. Just to make Man, sure. I will come up and That's see you anytime. Like, then drooling down the side of your mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a saucy bordello. <sighs> Apologies to all parents who listen to this. <laughs> <children. laughs> oh. Anyway, Tracy, yeah. Miss Kitty will see you now. I mean, you should know better. Let's be yeah, honest. That's you on you. <laughs> You've learned. I was going to say, after all these episodes that we've done lately, like, why were you having your kids listen to this podcast? I don't know where Tracy's going to edit this mess, but uh, for those listening, (laughs) we are looking at a picture of the food served at the Bordello in Jerome, the burger joint, (laughs) and it looks fantastic. It looks really good. Yeah, like, I would would frequent that establishment. What do you guys say? Should we take a trip? I think we should. I? Yeah. Yeah, let's write it off as a business expense. (laughs) Aaron, Aaron deserves <laughs> to see the sliding jail because he completely missed it the first time. That's right. Yeah, I feel cheated. I feel cheated. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a nasty email to my brother and say you were. Uh, said nothing about the sliding jail. You brought me to the winery and didn't bring me to the sliding jail. What? Now I want, I want to get some of that outstanding Arizona wine and sip it while I listen to this song and just kind of let the cool desert air mm-hmm. blow through my hair. You know. By the way, you can probably get a gig there, Aaron. <laughs> so what I don't understand I work on my is acoustic. like 15,000 residents were in this town when the jail slid. How many of them walked by the jail going, that looks a little bit too close to that slope. <laughs> What's I going wonder on? if it's going to go. But no, 15,000 people walked by that thing. <laughs> nah, it's all right. <laughs> you can see the back end teetering on the end. <laughs> it's all right. We'll just put a few rocks under there. Uh, apparently, that wasn't the only building to slide, though. There were several buildings that slid. So that was just a, a whole structural mess right there. I think they were – maybe they were hoping it would be a, an additional uh, uh, disincentive. To <laughs> Don't go to jail because I think you're going <laughs> – You may time. end up down the hill. We're just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No promises. Slide down Cunlingus Mountain. Man – Jerome's going downhill fast. I remember when this town was an upstanding uh, fountain of morality. I don't know. Should you I give my just... rating now? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Tracy, yeah. you're yeah. still on the show. That's Poor good. Tracy. Sorry, Poor Tracy. Tracy. Oh. Tracy, how do you feel about Trouble the song? Trouble with Tracy is we don't let him talk. <laughs> I know. Trouble with Tracy. He can't get his word in that twice. <laughs> Tracy's like, why did I bring these three on? <laughs> No, it makes my job easy. I don't have to talk. <laughs> Clowns to the left of you, jokers to the right. Um, I'm going to be the hater this week. Oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, I do Haterade. I do love, love this. Um, I think it's well done. I, I feel like something's missing, like, like Stephanie kind of said, but I can't put my finger on what it is. Like, I don't know if it's Stephen Page. If There's just something that's not not right there but it is good for what it is i just don't necessarily love what it is um it's fine enough the background it's like for me a background driving song it's catchy i found myself humming and singing it throughout the week but it's not exciting i wouldn't seek it out i i like that it's on the album and i think it belongs on the album because it's that nice like aperitif between it's just kind of a chill song which in it's nice. I, I would like to see All in Good Time on this record more so than this song, but this song's nice. <laughs> uh, I, I get the feeling that this song is that this 
job is getting harder and harder instead of simpler because I really spent all week kind of trying to go through my numbers and figure this out. And when it came down to it, I like this song more than I like Here Before or Hold My Hand, but I don't like it quite as much as I like 2020 Hindsight, so I had to give it a 3.1. Well, why can't you just rank it based on the song and not compare it to others? Yeah, come on, Tracy. That's, that seems quite unfair that, that, to this song. That, that, it's like you're not giving it a fair shake. How would you like to be compared to other people, Tracy? How would you like us to rank you based on other people <laughs> instead of just you yourself? You've been doing you're that so to unfair. me for years. It's, just, it's like an Uber driver. It's like that episode of Black Mirror. We just give him a thumbs down. It actually happens every week, though, Stefan. There's actually a whole subreddit of our podcast where people rank the casters. Like, who's the you don't want to see what I get. Who has the sexiest podcasting voice? Yeah, you look it up, actually. Oh. I, I personally agree with the numbers, I'm but you might not. My voice. That's why I started out this episode the way I did. I wanted a few extra points to, to tell have you. Up. Have you looked at the rankings of who the, who the sexiest podcaster is? Yeah, the I'm voice well. at least. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm actually not surprised be? by all by the results. So. Welcome, ladies. Uh, I bet it's Aaron. <laughs> of course, it's Aaron. <laughs> we all know it's Aaron. <laughs> oh, come on! Everybody loves Aaron. Uh, he's intelligent. <laughs> he says a lot of ladies. Aaron just did leg day by the way. I could do that too. A B C F D G. You know. Come on, and Aaron, break it, it down. down. Four four B. <laughs> now this yeah. is my announcer voice. That's <laughs> so we're bringing it back to. Oh, F. Aaron, you can talk about your A and C all day, major. but I want to hear about your D. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's why. F me. What we're talking. <laughs> F you. F minor. <laughs> yeah. Press F to pay respects. <laughs> Hashtag F. <laughs> oh, that is funny. <laughs> so, uh, guys, I I had a good time tonight. <laughs> I had a good time last week too. Like we've talked about Jane, we've yeah. talked about Jerome. Um, I, you know, yeah. this is fun. I think we should stick to this. I think next week we should talk about another name. How about how about next week we do Joseph Brown? Okay. All right. Let's do that. Joseph Brown. We. <laughs> 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 Bad, bad Joseph Brown. I think uh, Stefan just became the Ed McMahon of this show. Here's Tracy. <laughs> you are correct, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's, here's Tracy. <laughs> Would you like a Budweiser, sir? <laughs> also not a sponsor. <laughs> I don't normally drink Budweiser, but when I do, I don't. <laughs> Much like Ed McMahon, Tracy also shows up at your door with a big package. Oh! He's turned up. Just like Amazon. And thanks! That was fun! Thanks! That was fun! I have nowhere to cut that. I don't know where to cut it. Yeah, I have no well, what was the appearance of the week? Unring this bell. Tracy, I, I mentioned it earlier. Yeah. It was... Oh, and, oh, that reminds me. Remember how you were talking about that live concert? Mm -hmm. That was actually in Arizona. That's why he played played Jerome, was because that was when they were in oh. Arizona. He had, he had not yet finished <clears throat> writing that song, I believe, which is why he didn't know the key it was in. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Did they go to the uh, Dave Matthews Red Rock concert there? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think no. they went to their own Red Rock concert there. Thanks, that was fun. Don't forget, no regrets. Except maybe one. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 